Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 903 in the AM Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Joining us right now, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline from MLB.com, he is Jake Real. What's going on, Jake? Hey, guys. How's it going this morning? Doing well. First, Jake, will you be down there on March 8th? Yes, I will. Well, I owe you one. I'll be down there as well for about five days. I owe you one. Thanks a lot. Uh, you I know you tickets? got a lot. You got tickets to games like you give to all the people out there? Is oh, Jake has, he's got a press pass, man. How many tickets? Hey, look, maybe he wants to hook the family up. <laughs> Rob gives everybody tickets, so just make sure you, you get a hold of him, Jake. Now, now Jake, you <laughs> Jake, you, you posted about Craig Kimbrough. He punched out um, Ryan Mc, uh, Mountcastle at the plate, not literally punched him out. Um, how's he looking? Yeah, he looks really good. Um, he, he looks like he, his stuff is you know where he wants it at this point in camp. Um, I talked to a few of the guys who faced him yesterday. Uh, Mountcastle said it was electric stuff. It's kind of what you would expect from Craig Kimbrell. Um, it, it, they, they, a lot of confidence in this clubhouse that this is the Kimbrell has a lot left in the tank and that he's going to be able to be a good back end bullpen piece for them this season. Um, but yeah, Kimbrell's very pleased with where he's at in his progression. He's been doing this a long time, so he's very familiar with you know where he should be at certain points in camp and. So far, so good. Everything's looking really good coming out of his hand so far. Well, everybody wants to talk about Burns as well and, and the, the fact that what we're dealing with with Kyle Bradish and when he comes back. Uh, give us your thoughts on Burns. I know we talked to you about him before, but it seems like he's developed a new pitch to go along with some other stuff that he has as well. Yeah, everything look, everything with Corbin Burns has gone really well so far. Um, he's great presence in the clubhouse, very friendly guy. Seems to be getting along with all everybody in, on the team so, so far, so that's great. Um like like you had mentioned, he's mixing in this second curveball that he's been working on. Um, just a, just another great weapon for him. Obviously, he already has a ton of good stuff. Has one of the best cutters in the game. Um, but you know, the the more things that he can add to his arsenal, just the, the more dangerous he's going to be. And you know, he, he's looked really impressive out here so far. And obviously, it seems like it's going to be a big season for him as expected. Here with Jake Real uh, from MLB.com. Jake um, uh, Mountcastle, O'Hearn, two guys that I'm really interested in for the upcoming season. Uh, hitters normally are a little bit behind. How do these got two guys looking? 
Well, it's, it's only live BP, but they both have looked really good so far. Um, last week, O'Hearn was taking live BP, and he hit one. He was out on the Camden Yards replica field, field four, here on the backfields in Sarasota, and he hit one way up onto a shed that's positioned behind right field. And then Mountcastle the other day was taking live BP in the stadium field, and he hit one off. It looked like off the bottom of the scoreboard, but then when we asked him later, he said it was actually more the middle up part of the scoreboard. But either way, when you're hitting the scoreboard out there in right center field, it's an impressive shot either way. Well, my, well, um, Mountcastle but, adding some uh, feet to his to his distant home run. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but either way, it was it was it was a it was a monster home run either way. Jeremy, I once caught a fish this big. <laughs> If you ever ask a one-armed man how how big the fish he caught was, it's this big. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's a stupid joke. Anyway, hey, Jake, I want to find out about Gunner. Did, did you get a chance to find out, like, when is he going to start getting back in action with the oblique issue? Yeah, so we actually just talked to him this morning. Um, he said everything's going really well. He's kind of been adding more into his routine every day here. Um, he's still not going to be ready for these first few Grapefruit League games, but he, he thinks he's only going to miss maybe the first handful, it sounds like. He's pretty confident that in a week, week and a half, he's going to get into game action, and obviously that's great news. And It, it seems like everything's going as well as everybody had hoped for his oblique. Now, you had a chance as we're here with Jake Real to talk to Seth Smith about the uh, Tommy John surgery that he had. What's the latest with him? Uh, yeah, Seth Johnson looks Seth Johnson, looks I'm sorry. Here. I meant Seth yeah, Johnson, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he looks pretty impressive. I mean, obviously he has a big fastball that last year was sitting 94-96 in his rehab outings. He has the potential to touch 98. Um, I, I think there's a lot of excitement about him. Obviously he's probably not going to break camp with the team. He only has three innings at the double-A level, um, only pitched 10 in the third innings total last year. Um, but, but he's really excited about actually being a part of this camp. He was here last year, and he was, was not a part of it. He was just focused on his rehab stuff. He even said he, you know, he's trying to stay out of the way of other guys who were actually you know, in – battles for uh, roster spots but i think there's a hot, i think there'll be a bright future for him a lot of potential there yeah um it, it'll be exciting to watch him get a full year in this organization under his belt and actually you know start to log some more innings at the uh, upper levels of the minors and for those who aren't familiar with seth johnson he was part of that trade with trey mancini a three-team trade with trey mancini um so jake i want to get your thoughts on you know there was a lot of talk about trading for pitchers and obviously burns is in the fold but Still people talking about Dylan Cease, and you hear Lazardo's name mentioned and all those things. But I'm, I think we already have a Dylan Cease on the team in Grayson Rodriguez. I'm kind of curious your thoughts about what his ceiling might be this year. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think he could have a huge year. Um, I think he learned so much from that first stint in the majors, and then he went down the minors and just grinded and worked so hard last summer. When he came back, he was a completely different pitcher. I mean, yeah. the fact that he had an ERA in the twos in the second half kind of speaks for itself. Um, I think he's going to rack up a ton of strikeouts. I think he – everybody talks about Corbin Burns exceeding 200 strikeouts. I don't think it's crazy to think that Grayson could get 200-plus strikeouts just because he has that type of stuff. Um, I think especially if Bradish, if his injury kind of drags along, we don't – you know, obviously they don't know what they're going to get from him at this point just because he is dealing with the UCL sprain. Um, I think Grayson could slide in and be, you know, great – one-two punch with Corbin Burns and, you know, really help carry this rotation throughout the summer. Jake, you kind of touched on it, so no new information on on Kyle Bradish because we're all holding out collective breaths. Uh, Not not too much. Two days ago he was playing catch. He's played catch three or four times since we've been down here. Um, He he was only thrown from 60 feet. He's bumped it out to about 90 feet, but still just very light catch. Obviously he had to restart that throwing program completely from where he was because he got that PRP injection. So, you know, it's going to be a very gradual buildup for him here, and so far it's just been light catch. Tell us about Jackson Holiday. We're all excited to see that baby face and 
the orange and black at Camden Yards. But uh, what have you seen from him? Have you talked to him just yet? Yeah, I mean, everything with Jackson Holiday has been as expected. He's comes into the clubhouse ready to go to work. A lot of the teammates have just raved about his maturity and the fact that, you know, he comes in and he gets his work in and very mature for his age. He looks impressive, but both shortstop and second base. They've said he's going to get a good bit of time at second this spring. He's been getting a lot of work there in the defensive drills. He looks like he's going to be really good there. He looks like he can hold his own. Um, just all around impressive. Just everything you kind of expect from him. He was uh, in a live BP group the other day facing some left-handed pitchers. He faced uh, CNL Perez and Vespi. And he hit one off the center field wall against Perez. So looks really good with the left on left bat. Um, just kind of everything you'd expect from him. And at this point, I, you know, he's firmly going to be in the mix for a roster spot. And as expected, he's holding his own down here. Jake, what's the weather looking like today down there in Sarasota? Make us jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it's bright and sunny. A little chilly this morning, but it's supposed to warm up here soon. Chilly like what, in the 60s? Yeah, 60s. Yeah, you you, make, See, me, you make me sick. It's not too bad up here either. It's really nice. I got some somebody sunbathing with their top off outside the window here. The, the good news is that we have that. The bad news is the guy's name's Fred. Um, so it's not really going all that well for me here with, with the weather. But, you know, maybe, maybe hey, Jake, up. Jake, thanks a lot, my friend. How can folks follow you on social media? Uh, they can follow me at Jake D. Rill on X. All right, thanks a lot, my man. Yep, thank you. It is uh, also right now his tweet is on MLB Network as we speak. See, I was kind of hoping that like his Twitter handle would be the realest. I like that. See? You should tell him. I'll right. give you his number. Text him. Hey, you should be the realest. The realest. See, I. Hey, I'm here. I'm throwing that. I'll throw a bunch of crap at the wall and see what sticks. Usually, it's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Unless it's a gas station bathroom. What's the deal going on down there in Milwaukee? We'll talk about that at 9.30, but on the other side, Jeremy Kahn, it's the Daily Line. Well, I already know the game that won you some money. It was the Alabama over because oh my God. I ain't win much else last night. So uh, I'm glad that my favorite play ended up being one of the top plays for you. Um, but, yeah, it was an ugly night for me. As, uh, FanDuel uh, made me some money. Sons of bitches, man. We'll talk about what went wrong last night. And look forward, the NBA is back tonight which I couldn't be any more excited about. We get a great matchup between Dallas and Phoenix. That hundo! We'll talk about it next here on The Fan. Thank you, Jim. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That's right. Yeah, come on out to the Green Turtle tonight. That's where I'll be at doing a Gambling 101, going over the plays. Rob said the Alabama overhit for him yesterday. Yes, sir. One of the few for me, uh, it was an ugly night. I, I hate talking about these nights when um, you have it. So I had the over in the Furman-Sanford game, finish under. 
Middle Tennessee State, Jacksonville State went over. Cincinnati lost outright as a 10-point favorite to Oklahoma State. Man, they got to be doing some soul-searching this morning. And, of course, my ancillary places where I hit more games, George Mason, Rhode Island. Um, I had the Kentucky LSU over, finished just under. Um, so, yeah, it was a frustrating night for me. And when we do that, I like to get back to today and kind of focus on the slate and what's going on. Now, one of the things I'll tell you for your viewing pleasure tonight in the NBA, uh, you guys can go check out the Mavericks and the Suns. And the reason I tell you this, so you have the the KD Kyrie angle, mm-hmm. but more importantly, you have the Booker Luka Doncic angle where these two guys don't like each other. Um, and it's been fun because remember the the fan that was heckling Luka and Luka got him kicked out? Well, Devin Booker paid for him to come to the game the wow. next time they played him. Wow. Um, so there's a genuine dislike. I think there's an appreciation of one another's games, but there's a genuine dislike between Devin Booker and Luka Doncic, which makes this game ultimately a lot of fun. One and a half point spread tonight. And I'm probably going to bet on the Mavs, but I had somebody, and, and I, I feel this as a Mavs fan. Whenever you're betting on them as a favorite, they let you down. Whenever you bet against them as an underdog, they usually come out and win the game. There's no rhyme or reason to that, but that's just how you feel with the Mavericks sometimes. Um, so I'll definitely be looking at some prop plays in that game. But there's more interesting games than that one tonight, in my opinion. I think the Pacers minus 11 and a half over the Pistons. That's Tyrese Halliburton coming off of that great game. He looks like he's back in the mix, and I will be playing him in DFS tonight, guys. Like, get Tyrese Halliburton in your lineups. Uh, the worm's about to turn for him where he's starting to get more production. I think the Thunder knock off the Clippers. Love this spot for him. And I think the King Spurs game goes over 241. College hoops, it's not a um, it's not a great night for viewing with college hoops. I mean, Purdue's in action. Not a lot of top 25 games. It's more or less a lot of smaller conferences are playing tonight. And it's trying to find the value where you can. It's the Florida Gulf Coast, the Utah Valleys, the Kennesaw States, the South Dakotas, teams like that. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have bigger teams playing. Minnesota's playing Ohio State, does not have the draw from a bigger conference. Um, And then you start looking at a lot of the other games, there's just a lot of smaller schools playing tonight. You have to try to find your value where you can. Uh, I do think you can look at totals and try to find the fast-paced games. We had some yesterday that... They finished, like, the first halves went great. Second halves, not so much. Uh, I do think you can look at the Sacramento State-Montana over. It's at 130. If you want to bet that, um, it's a lower total. But then again, you're probably watching paint dry watching these teams play in the 130s. <laughs> uh, we will have more. I'll have more at the, on my site later on as far as, you know, which direction we're going to go in with some of the college games as more and more lines are coming out. Just not a lot there. And one other thing I wanted to bring up, the NHL tonight. I like the Kings minus 150 against Nashville. And I like the Caps in Tampa to go over six and a half. So there you go, Rob. That's kind of what I have for tonight. There wasn't a lot. Um, I'll have more prop plays and some other stuff, but I hope to see some people out at the Turtle tonight, and we'll watch some of the games there. Hey, man, my buddy Ben said thank you for that same game. That was his fourth leg on his parlay. He did the others himself. Good. Try to figure out what the fourth leg was. He took your advice on that. I thought, Jeremy, we have not spoken about it. That was a great basketball game it was sensational both sec games were great yeah even the the lsu one ended up being a one point yeah, that's what i mean both yeah. both of them were great yeah uh, uh, at the at the buzzer a tipping at the buzzer we saw angel reese on the court celebrating uh with the men's team but it was just it was a great basketball game florida's a good team but i thought they had too many empty possessions towards the end of regulation yeah yeah um 
Alabama, very lucky because they had a lead, a three-point lead, and they just came down court, hoisted it up, bang, bang. And and Florida would get the ball back with a chance but could never escape it in overtime. If you missed that game last night, four to five starters for Florida in double figures, four to five starters for Alabama in double figures. Mark Spears is is a beast. Or Sears, you mean? Sears, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, Mark my God. Sears is a beast, man. So there, there are a couple of players that uh, I mean, guys should be keeping their eyes on, and Sears is clearly one of them. He has just been absolutely on one for for Alabama, and then last night, even watching, like if you watch Purdue, or, I'm sorry, Providence, Providence and Xavier, yeah, great game. Um, lots of talent there. That Florida game, ninety eight, ninety three, was the final in the the bail or the the Alabama game. Um, and points were not at it was there was just so much action and even uh, that LSU uh, you know it's one forty nine as it finished had a chance for overtime didn't get it but um, yeah uh, some there were some great games last night and this weekend there's a bunch of really good matchups to look forward to it's just a lighter night in college hoops tonight <laughs> a friend of mine said the freshman for Kentucky was stupid <laughs> they're. Who's he talking? Is he talking about Tierro or like there's there's a bunch of those guys? Like he's getting more and more playing time now. Uh, Kentucky's loaded. I, I know um, we were talking about Calipari. He made some sort of comment. It was very uh, passive aggressive about how he's one of the worst coaches and stuff like you know just going in. But you get it. He wants us to defend him. I think that's what he's I, looking. Let for. me explain something to you about John Calipari. I used to be a huge fan until he went to Kentucky. Either. At Kentucky, he either got exposed or he got lazy. I don't know which one it was. But with the kind of talent that he has to have one national championship, how many Final Four berths? One or two? Is it, is it only one? No, it's got to be two because then – Are you sure? Well, because he's, he's underachieved there. He's, he's, are you talking about at Kentucky? Cause at he Kentucky. Had it- He's had another play. Didn't he have it with Derrick Rose no, no, in Memphis? At, at Kentucky, he's 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 underachieved, man. Well, you'd have to say so because it's Kentucky. Like you expect. Well, not only that. Well, look at the, the talent he's brought that, in. That's my point. With the talent level that he's had, okay, he won. No, he's been in more than one. He's been in. Uh, he has four Final Fours. Yeah, I was gonna say eleven. Are you thinking of championship? Uh, Twelve, fourteen. No, just to me with that kind of talent, he has to be better than that. He's had some one and dones. He had with the one year he didn't make it at all. The guy's making nine point two million dollars, and he's getting he he basically invented the one and done. John Calipari is the reason why so many one and dones right now. Can I tell you um, what the team looked like back in 2011, 2012, and how many NBA players they had on it? Go ahead. I mean, this me. is just, so Darius Miller was one. Terrence Jones was another. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. They had Mar- uh, Marquise Teague, Anthony Davis, uh, Lamb was another player that went to the league. Kyle Wilcher, Witcher, who he had to transfer out, but he ended up in the league. So that was just twenty. That that was the Anthony Davis team. Go look at the Cat Devin Booker teams. Yeah, and how loaded they were. Come on, man. He had NBA teams. Look at the John Wall team. Look at the John Wall team. Well, here I'm pulling up the here. I got the the 24-2015 men's basketball roster. Marcus Lee was the guy that was jumping out the gym and dunking on everything. The Harrison twins, Tyler Eulis, Carl Anthony Towns. You had Devin Booker, Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> uh, even like people forget about Alex Poitras, who was a starter for them. Like great player that fit in well, played at the next level. Um, 
And then you Trey Lyles was on that team, still playing in the league. Dakari Johnson. All these guys went to the league. They went to the league. And some of them are still playing in the league, and here we are 10 years later. Hey, how many national championships you guys win? Um, um, Which team did you ask for? You asked for the, uh, the, not the, the John Wall team. John Wall. I think that may have been that was the, the year beginning. before the 0910. Yeah, 0910. That was his first year. That was that was that was uh a Calipari's first year there. Yeah, so John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, uh-huh. Darius Miller was still there. Yep. Patrick Patterson who played a long time in the league, Eric Bledsoe. Um I'm Eric to... Bledsoe. Yeah. Eric Bledsoe. Remember when he came out it was like, "Oh, he's a good defensive player. I don't know if he's good good player." Good player. But yeah, that's... You see what I mean? That, that team didn't go to the Final Four. Now, forget about winning the national championship. They didn't even go to the Final Four, Jeremy. Mm. Well, you got a stinking NBA team. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, isn't it kind of crazy, though, too? Like when Devin Booker was at Kentucky, I thought he was good. I didn't know he was going to be this good. Um, Bam Adebayo was there. Do people forget about Bam out of bio. So much. It's talent. official. <laughs> Devin Booker. No, it's, it's not official. No, it's not official. <laughs> not official. By the way, the, the closest thing I've seen to Kobe would probably be Jason Tatum, and it's not that close. <laughs> yeah. Joe LaCroix's encore in the Black History moment at 945. But on the other side, speaking of NBA, what in the world is going on in Milwaukee? Players make plays, not excuses, and coaches shouldn't be making them either. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Taking a job when you're about to go on the toughest road trip of the season is not the smartest decision. Uh, I even told them that. Can we wait till All-Star break? Two guys forget what we're running. Then we miss the shot, and then nobody gets back. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. We had some guys here, and we had some guys in Cabo. Man. Doc, doc, doc. Goose. We had we had um, Jerry Bimbry on yesterday, mm-hmm. and Jerry Bimbry said never has anyone squeezed the juice out of an NBA championship more than Doc Rivers, and I'm paraphrasing him. Doc Rivers makes a lot of excuses, and he is known for it. He is good at it, too good at it. He went from, well, this is not a good time to take. I don't want to take the job when they need me most, like going on a tough road stretch. I don't want to take it then, Jeremy. They need me too much. Yeah. What I, kind of mess is that, man? I don't. I don't get that at all. Like, <laughs> you know, you start looking around at a lot of the players in this league and the coaches. Like the Doc Rivers stuff. I mean, you said it uh, when we had Jerry on yesterday. Talked about him living off of that Boston Celtics championship for as long as he has. And I honestly think that's that's got to be the case because I like Doc Rivers. I like him more as an analyst than I do as a coach. Because you, if you look at his track record, you've got to question a lot of things that have uh-huh. gone on uh-huh. with some of the talent he's had. That Clippers team was loaded and could never get over the hump. Uh, they kept failing, 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 and then getting opportunities with the Sixers. You got the MVP in the league. You can't get over the hump. Um, I just don't know. I, I mean, Doc's been everywhere. Again, uh, I think some of the things that J.J. Reddick said about him were very fair, and then all of a sudden, and even Reddick. Reddick got on his, he said, look, I get on a podcast and I break down things every day. I can critique anyone I want on my podcast. And as soon as I get on ESPN and talk about Doc Rivers, now everybody's going to come after me. Like just because I said it on ESPN, I've been talking about this stuff on my podcast for years, but now people are hearing it and then going after him. I I think 
it's much ado about nothing um, because I, I do believe some of the things he's saying. He's played for him, played yep. around the league. Yep. You know, he's criticized the Pelicans for how they use Zion Williamson. Uh, so you can buy into it or not, but I, I do think the NBA right now, they're in good hands once LeBron decides to hang them up because there's so many superstars in this league. 410-583-1057, that's the number right now. They're uh, 35 and 21. Jeremy, What when you look at the teams in the East, the Celtics are clearly the class of the East, uh-huh. the Cavaliers, and also the Knicks. Those are the top four teams, but you can't throw out number five, and that's the six, uh, 76ers if they get Joel Embiid back. Yeah. What are the Bucks' chances right now, in your opinion, of coming out of the East? Well, they're really good, but they got to figure things out. Um, I think the Celtics are the best team in the East. Uh, and, of course, if you end up facing the Celtics, you're going up against Drew Holiday, who I think is one of the more underrated players. And, oh, by the way, he helped you win a championship and you oh. traded him off to get something else. So, um, And then then you got to put up with – because the, the Bucks once they traded away Drew Holiday, you lost that defense at the top. Like, he, he was your best defender, on-ball defender. Right. Now you lose him and you pick up Dame, who – if we were looking at the spectrum of great defenders, he's not in it. Drew Holiday's on one end and Dame's on the other end. Yeah, he's just not a good defender. Period. Um, so I think that's where some of their you problems never like that trade though. I love Drew Holiday and I love Dame Lillard. I just you you, you never like that trade though. No, because I didn't think that they needed to make that move um, to move on from Drew Holiday. I, I felt like they had the pieces in place. Just you think add, they, you add fe- some more depth. You think they felt they needed to make a move just for the sake of making a well, move? Because they lost. Yeah, they lost the, the next year. Going to the championship and playing the way that they played, the style that they played, Giannis needed some time off, man. They weren't getting back last year. Uh, they fell apart, and they ended up, what, getting swept by the heat the one year. So, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of tough to look at the the way that these teams are constituted, and everybody goes and goes, okay, we're competing with who? who who's going to win a championship? For a while, it was the Warriors. And it's like, well, how do we match up with them? How do we get by them? And then for the longest period of time, it's it's comparing yourself to what LeBron James was doing. Then he creates the big three. It's like, how do we get by that? Now everybody's creating their uh, their big threes, big fours, if you will. So, Can anybody beat Boston Celtics in its best of seven? In the East or overall? In the East. Um, yeah, because Boston has had some uh, – they've stubbed their toe. Like what happened to Jalen Brown last year? You know, we were talking about guys that can't go left. I have a better left hand than Jalen Brown. Like, it, he has no left hand whatsoever, but he's still... Isn't it amazing how a guy gets to the NBA and doesn't have a left hand? He's just that good. So, uh, but now they, when you get great players that see it, they all start forcing him left, and so, sometimes he loses the ball when he's dribbling. It's, just, it's crazy to think that you could be at that level and still be elementary with your left hand. A little bit earlier, Jeremy, we had Chris Knocky on, and we talked about if Juju goes back, you got the new kid coming in, the recruit... Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a 6'10 kid, legitimate inside kid, and now Juju can play that that four position. And and Naki said now it's such a stretch a stretch game where everybody's away from the basket. He would love to see Maryland make teams adjust to what they do by having a 6'9 and a 6'10 guy. Is that essentially what the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves have done this year? Because neither one of us knew how that would work out with two bigs. Yeah, they, well, they took one big that, that's a shooter, though. So you could – Carl Anthony Town made the statement that he's the the greatest big shooter of all time. And which is a joke. Well, which is true if you don't classify Dirk Nowitzki as a center or a big, but he was a power forward. Also a guy named Kevin Garnett. Durant. Oh, you're talking about Durant. Yeah, well, again, but those is he, guys are big. Those guys are Are they centers? They I mean, are in certain lineups. Well, he's not he's not playing center. He's now. not now, but he was. He didn't play the center position. I mean, he was a center by name. He wasn't playing a position. Well, I still think he – I mean, he played on the block. He shot a lot of threes, but he played on the block quite a bit. I 
you know, it's it's just a big debate of of uh, can you win with the two bigs? Because when everyone was zigging, they zagged, right? Yeah. And they're the number one team in the West right now. I, did, I don't know that they – here's my problem, though. Once we get to the postseason, there's going to have to be a lot more Anthony Edwards, in my opinion, and, and probably a, a little bit less Gobert and Towns um, because I think the backcourts are really what's going to lead you in the postseason. Why is that? Why is the NBA, more than any other sport, so different when the postseason comes around? Because they are. I mean, every sport changes a little bit. But the NBA is like a different world. It's almost like what you saw those 82 games is only what got us here, but forget everything you saw. Yeah, because it changes. Because now you have uh, starters that are playing more minutes. The bench gets shorter depending on the round you're playing in. Right. If, if you're if you're the Celtics playing, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, a bot, like the Nets in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Are you concerned? No. Like, you might go a little bit deeper. Now, if the Nets surprise you in a game or two, may- maybe you kind of retract what you were going to do and change some things up. But, but yeah, I do think that the it becomes more superstar-driven. And having the ball, there's one ball, having it in someone's hand, can you create a shot for yourself? Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert is not creating a shot for himself. No, he's, he's not. not. You get the ball in his hands, can he back somebody down? Sure, but, again, the game's change. You really don't want that in, in this NBA. You want the floor to be spread, and I think that's what Cat does. Now it allows him to get outside and shoot. All right, before we get out of here, the 9-10 team in the East, the Bulls, the Hawks, meh. The yeah. 9-10 teams in the West, the Lakers, the Warriors. <laughs> Two recent champions. Yeah, it could be fun to see, though. Didn't they play? Yes. They played in a playing game? Playing yeah. game a couple of years ago. Yeah. Was it la- no. Was it last year? Was it last year? I think it was last year. Okay. No, the Lakers would have. It could have been last ago, year. Yeah. Oh, two years ago, they won. Two years ago, the Warriors won it all, so it could have been. Well, hell, I don't, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, There's okay. a good chance of that. Anyway, the, and the Lakers last year were. They sucked last year, right? They didn't yeah, the make go, it. Golden State was um, six seed last year. Okay. Yeah. So they were in the postseason. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a much better. I, I don't think, look, the Bulls are falling apart. They're getting ready to blow the whole thing up, even though they didn't trade anyone away because Zach Levine got hurt. But that team stinks, and they're playing at a snail's pace. The only good thing about that is Kobe White has kind of shined quite a bit and shown everybody that like he can play at this level. Um, but I mean, we we were talking about injuries. Lonzo Ball, how about that cat? How many teams like he signed with the Bulls? What has he played? Twenty games for him? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That just can't stay healthy. By the way, we're thinking twenty 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 one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, they were both playing teams. They were. Uh... Yeah, it was both. It was the late, the final four teams. Oh, I'm sorry. The playing teams were the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Spurs. That was that year. Man, the Spurs made it. They yeah. still would have had DeJounte Murray. And, yeah. Yeah, okay. 410-583-1057 if you want to creep in here with us. Joe LaCroix has the encore. You don't want to miss it. My Black History Moment and what we learned today is all up next on The Fan. In this song, getting up off of that thing is you getting up off of your butt, right? Yeah. And dance until you feel better. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. You know, when when the when alarm goes off, get up, start dancing until you feel like going to work. Could you imagine me waking my wife up in the morning just over there dancing, and all of a sudden she's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm dancing. Well, I, I think your your wife spends a lot of time asking that question. <laughs> so I think she spends a lot of cl- time asking, "What the hell am I doing?" Exactly. Of probably, probably so. Yeah. But she's probably entertained though. Sometimes, like you know, it's probably like one of those things. You know what? It's worth it for the entertainment value alone. She found out about me running around outside naked. How'd she uh, find out? Somebody uh, told her about it. And did you? Shut up, man. 
<laughs> and then so she like she legitimately called me and said, "Were did you run around outside naked?" And I was like, "Well, I wasn't completely naked. I did." <laughs> and she's like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> and so like it just I don't know. And I, and I saw the promo for like our fan anniversary thing. It's like Jeremy, uh, he'll be there, and we promise he'll be dressed. You guys can't. You can't keep that promise. Uh, th- how do they make promises about uh, us, man? Like, if I'm at Riley's and decide to take my shirt or pants off, that's me. Then I'll have a bag for you. Put it in there. Make sure it doesn't get dirty. Thank you, man. And you know if man? Riley's decides to ask me to leave, that's so be it. Uh, we'll leave together. Yeah. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> make Find some- another ball. <laughs> hey, we're having out 15 here. Yeah. I'm taking my naked friend and we're going to party. <laughs> and that's the encore for the day. That was early. First segment. First segment, man. <laughs> the encore for the day. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Now time for our Black History Moment. Today, boys and girls, I'm going to tell you all about Christine Darden. She is an American mathematician, something I could never do, data analyst, and astronomical engineer. Oh, I'm sorry, aeronomical engineer, I'm sorry, uh, who devoted much of her 40-year career in aerodynamics at NASA to researching supersonic flights and sonic booms. She had an MS in mathematics and had been teaching at Virginia State University before starting to work at the Langley Research Center in 1967. She earned a PhD in engineering at George Washington University in 1983 and had published numerous articles in her field. She was the first African-American woman at NASA's Langley Research Center to be promoted to the senior uh, executive service, the top rank in the federal civil service. Darden is one of the researchers featured in a book, Hidden Figures, Hmm. the American dream and the untold story of the black women mathematicians who helped win the space race. That book was written in 2016. Uh, History of some, also a movie, history of some of the uh, influential African-American women mathematicians and engineer at NASA in the mid uh, 20th century by Margaret Lee uh, Shettery. In 2019, Darden was awarded the Congressional Gold medal, ladies and gentlemen, Christine Darden. Did you see that movie? Yeah, good movie. I would always get it mixed up because I saw that movie and Fences at the same time, like at the the same week. Right. I think Hidden Figures and Fences, and I kept saying Hidden Fences all the time. I'd get them, I'd put them together. That was to me a very underrated movie. Are you talk about the Denzel? Yes, that was very underrated. Viola Davis was amazing in that movie. Yes, she was. I love her. Oh, so way. good. I, I absolutely love her. Um, you talk about underrated. One of the more underrated actresses, I think, around. You won the Oscar for that. Yeah. Also. I, I love her. I read that play in college. You it was, did? Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. The movie was intense as well. Yeah. I, after, I, after I read the play, I knew the movie was coming. I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this. I mean, essentially- did you watch the movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, he's so good in it, but she's even better. She made me, like, when you watch a movie like that, and I don't know it's one that you're going to watch multiple times, um, but when you watch a movie like that and somebody's so good in a role like she is, like you felt her pain when she was crying. It's emotionally draining. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Now it's time for you to find out. 
what we learned today. A couple of national days. Today is the national day that we should all celebrate. You know why? It's National Supermarket Employee Day, which is all of us. Because now we check out ourselves. <laughs> so it's our day today. It's our day. Today is also National Chili Day. I have to eat it without the meat now, but I love chili. Chili. I love chili. I don't like kidney beans. Today is National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. I can celebrate that. But one day I will celebrate. I think I'll go to Taco Love today. Today is National Margarita Day. Ah. And I'll celebrate National Margarita Day by... Forget some tequila because I don't like margaritas. <laughs> Have you? So you said it's National Sweet Potato Day. Yes, I love cook sweet a sweet potatoes. potato. Oh, cook, cook a sweet potato. potato. Have you, either one of you guys gone to a Nally Fresh? What Nally Fresh? I know what it is? Restaurant. No. It, it is kind of weird because you go in there and it's like you order something and at the end they ask you, "Is like, hey, do you want some broth?" So it's like, yeah, I'd like my meal to become soup. I mean, it all works. It's all really well, good. You know, instead of gravy, they got broth. Yeah, I, it's just. A little different to me, but I like it. The broth is the bougie gravy. Okay, bougie gravy. Yeah. What you got for me? What you learned today? Have you um Have you seen the movie Constipation? No. I think it's because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> um, my wife confessed that she broke my favorite lamp. I don't think I'll ever be able to look at her in the same light ever again. A dung beetle walks into a bar. Is this a what? A dung beetle. Okay, a dung beetle. All right. Is this still taken? <laughs> no? <laughs> I was at the doctor's yesterday, and he walked in. He said, okay, Steve, this is a standard procedure. Try not to get aroused as he was checking my prostate. And I said, my name's Jeremy. He goes, yeah, I know. My name's Steve. <laughs> My, my wife asked me, are you sometimes surprised at how little people change? I said, actually, the process is the same. They just have smaller clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, scientists have successfully grown human vocal cords from stem cells in a lab. I believe the results speak for themselves. hey No? You didn't like that one? I thought that was good. I like the Steve. You like that? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Oh, man. Oh, Jeremy, thank you very much. Vinny and Haney up next. We'll be back on our first responder Friday tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe, folks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 